0: Oh, you got U2 on there, mate. You've got U2 on there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Why? Hi. Do you like this podcast? If you've not heard it yet, then you won't know. But if you want to get in touch with us because you have already listened to it and you want to tell us what you want to hear on following upcoming uh, episodes then go to at GUF podcast on instagram or twitter or the facebook page facebook.com forward slash guys on film and this month on the facebook page um as soon as this episode goes up uh, so if you're listening to this it'll be already then if you are the first person to comment on our Robocop promotional video, then we'll make you the next You The Viewer guest on the episode. Whether you like it or not. You just have to give up your personal details so that we can call you. um, Or do it from a payphone, uh, if you're so inclined. Or your name is Edward Snowden. Um, And yeah, we'll get you on the episode and ask you about your favourite films and all that sort of jazz. Uh, So yeah... Do the social things like slash share slash agree. Nice. Hi, I'm Ian. He's Ollie. Hello. We're both guys. We're chatting about film. It's the Guys on Film podcast. Your move, creep. That barely even sounded like anything. <laughs> that, that was like. like can be, we just? You eliminated most of the consonants from your move, creep. To so <sighs> be. Yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> were you let's just move on was, just move on was that the call or was that your weirdness
0: yeah it's probably my
1: impression it's good it was a great i can
0: i can do impressions of people that aren't famous but i can when it comes to celebrity impressions i'm useless
1: what's your what's your impression of me you're, you're too famous from the <laughs> podcast obviously i set you up for that
0: yeah.
1: Uh, okay, what's on this week's show?
0: Well, if you couldn't have guessed from my impression, we're going to be talking about Robot Cop.
1: So this is, whether we like it or not, or whether we'd actually thought about it or not, it's a logical extension of last week's Police Academy, We stayed with yes. a law enforcement theme. And we're going to be diving into Paul Verhoeven's 1987 classic. They- so, you
0: could say this is law in fivesment.
1: Sure. So, what's in SEGI 1?
0: You tell me because it's your SEGI 1. You're the one who came up with it. You need to take ownership of your things.
1: Ollie, right, I feel like this is a new catchphrase of yours owning your mistakes. <laughs> is that something that's been used a lot in the office recently? No, so everything's been going fine. I just mean, like, is it something that's used in common parlance? I don't mean like everything's going wrong. It's just you know, own your mistakes is quite a buzzword sort of thing. No, buzz phrase.
0: This is just something I'm telling you. But uh, so, what is Seki one, Ian?
1: Well, I had uh, envisioned a fun segment where both of us tried to come up with three new. Prime directives. um, Those who know the movie RoboCop, which uh, we'll get into much more detail about in a little bit. But if you
0: don't know the movie RoboCop, then you're going to find out all about it just later. So don't coming right up. Uh, Going to have real vivid imagery.
1: I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah, you'll know what that means in imagery for a dollar. So yeah, there are three prime directives that the robot cop is um, programmed with. Can you name them, Ollie?
0: Let's name them in the next segment.
1: No, I was just going to ask you if you <laughs> you were the one. Okay, so anyway, my idea for the segment is that basically we'd come up with our own prime directives for a robot cop, um, but yep. that may not be what either of us have actually researched or planned. Yeah,
0: because we've not been talking to each other that much this week due to being pretty busy. So classic. Yeah. Okay. We uh, and we've got, and more? we've also got obviously life scores. And let me warn you, Ian, this is probably the highest life score in a while for me.
1: Okay, I mean, fine. Why is that a warning? I'm glad for you, mate. Yeah, no, you're not. (laughs) I'm not. Okay, next.
0: For real. Oh. So, prime directives of Robo RoboCop.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, like the the annoying thing with the intro is that we always end up explaining the full Segi one, or at least I try. Well, that's
0: why it. I was trying not to do that. So, RoboCop has a bunch of rules. Well, rules. four, four to be exact, uh-huh. but only three of them are widely known uh, by the people in the film. Uh, the fourth one is a kind of hidden developer-only option. So these are basically the kind of the rules that RoboCop works by or is you know programmed to follow. So they are number one: serve, serve. the public trust. Serve the public trust. That's pretty good. Number two protect the innocent yep are you gonna do the impression or
1: protect the innocent no nah, it's not very good
0: well you've you've started so you're gonna to have to finish number three uphold the law
1: uphold the law
0: no nah, it's not very good is it
1: no uphold the law
0: <laughs> yeah
1: listen here sonny i'm here to uphold the law
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay you've redeemed yourself do you want to do it with anybody else randy savage no okay uh, so, basically, we're, we're going <laughs> to... Sorry, no. So, if we were to have our own robot cop or robot enforcer, what rules would we make it adhere to? Uh-huh. What would it have to follow?
1: Yeah, okay. So, that's that's the name of the game. So, who's going to kick us that's off? That's the name
0: of the game. You are.
1: <laughs> Jesus. So, I, I know for a fact that you've gone wildly different on this and there's something Again. up your sleeve
0: no I haven't I haven't
1: honestly <clears throat> something up your wizard sleeve <laughs> <laughs> up your Robocop sleeve um, yeah okay right I've got two two versions of different robots I've got okay. I've got Cinebot. <laughs> yeah and I've got Scottbot or Robo Scott Robo Jock right right okay so I've kind of written them in a similar sort of form to the originals. so serve the public house so he will be part barman right Protect the Iron Brew and Malibu. <laughs> because he, at all costs, whether the beer's gone and all the criminals have stolen everything else, he needs to be able to make malibrews. Right, okay. Or Malibruisers. Yeah, what are they? Oh, an Iron Brew, a Malibru... Sorry, an Iron Brew, Malibu, and uh, Jägermeister. Jägermeister, Yeah, wow. that's a Malibruiser. <sighs> a Malibru is just, you know, standard. And... Right. I had envisioned this Robocop being very similar to the original, but with a number of Scottish motifs, one of them being his kilt. So it would be uphold his kilt. Uh, no, <laughs> the hidden one... That's racist. I'm allowed, though. Yeah. The hidden one is that he can never kill a high-ranking member of the Connery family.
0: <laughs> I mean, how many high-ranking... I mean, how do they rank the Connerys?
1: It's just Sean. so basically he's not allowed to kill Sean and this additional line of programming came at a very high price but it was well worth it (laughs) Uh, Okay, I like it Yeah, Uh, the film ones are pretty much in line with the stuff that I always gripe about so serve the public even when in the cinema so that's to do with the fact that you can never get any staff to come and help when you're actually in the room well,
0: I think a, a robot would be the perfect cinema enforcer because you could fit it with a kind of HD night vision. Mm-hmm.
1: Which Rob- Robocop has.
0: Exactly. So you could see exactly what's going on. If anyone's messing around, you can pinpoint it straight away. You've got highly sensitive microphone ears that yep. can pinpoint with, with pinpoint accuracy who's doing the talking. Yep. or or rustling eclair wrappers. Yeah, and then he's can like you know chuck them
1: out. So that's that's basically to resolve the issue of if you're sitting watching a film and something's going on, anything that you do to take action to get it sorted is going to result in your diminished enjoyment of the film. Yeah, because you have to leave to get some staff to come in, and you know, that's a nightmare. Also, if you're just a little bit too harsh with people, which I think you know you have a hard job judging, um, yep. you know you're gonna have a hard time for the rest of the night.
0: So the only thing is with a with a robot cinema enforcer is we, you know how much noise Robocop. So he's gonna be yeah. going up to c f twenty six all the way at the back, all the way at the other side. so ultimately is probably gonna unless it's jetpack Robocop, which I think is a different kind of noisy and still annoying. and probably would have a lot of heat. Something like that. A lot of heat below him as well from the uh, thrusters. Yeah.
1: So. uh, Scalping and uh, third-degree burning everyone in the audience. Yeah. Listen, I think the foot, on-foot version is fine. Uh, And, uh, I mean, it might be noisy, but it's better than Ed 209, who will fall down the stairs. Well, and and will just go apeshit for no reason. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so the next one is protect the integrity of the movie presentation. So yep. so actually, somehow digitally being able to realign the screen if it's off the mark. Uh, I've got a, a good feeling that a robot cop will be able to do that to a higher level of quality than staff at some popular mainstream cinema companies. Yeah. You know, program it to understand the various different ratios. You're sorted. You're golden. Right. And... The other one is Uphold the Law, which is basically arrest noisemakers on site. So the hidden one is that the robot cop can activate um, the seat punishment devices that we've talked about on (laughs) other... um, So
0: like wetting your pants.
1: Yeah. So whenever somebody's doing something... Imagine a world where everybody in the cinema has some buttons to take out their anguish on other cinema goers um, if they're annoying them. Yeah, The robot cop can police that any way they wish so they can stop any havoc between different cinemagoers but also just punish the ones that need it without the, without the noise of the steps all the way up to F26.
0: <laughs> right, okay.
1: So that would be a remote Wi-Fi-based um, control system.
0: Sort of like a hive mind cinema.
1: Yeah, although it would just be the mind of Alex Murphy. Right cinema enthusiast Alex Murphy
0: so that's it it's good Uh, I would definitely (laughs) want to see no I I definitely want to see some kind of uh, just anything so what are your prime directives Um, well they're a hodgepodge of things that I thought up (laughs) Um, so basically they're I guess they're just things that well it's, it's becoming a common theme of, of me not fully understanding this uh, <laughs> but I told you one earlier so basically it kind of annoys me in films when a cop is shooting and he never reloads so keep track of the bullets spent is one because you so
1: don't he, the, what the robot
0: will has keep- he has to keep track of the amount of bullets that he's firing and make sure everybody can see him reload <laughs> so okay. that people don't just think, oh, he's got an infinite ammo cheat on and they go on forums and start blathering on about it.
1: It's partly true of Robocop.
0: Well, it, that's why I said that. But, I mean, I mean, does he have an unlimited supply of ammo running down his leg? I mean, he's got, he's got no leg. He could put loads of ammo all up his body.
1: Yeah, I don't know if that's...
0: Canon or not. St-
1: structurally sound.
0: Yeah, and it's I mean, if one of cannon. them went off inside you, or if you started getting shot, it's curtains.
1: I mean, it's certainly not cannon. <laughs> it's just a gun. But it might be curtains. <laughs> it's not cannon, but it could be curtains. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. So what what would you expect, then? Okay. That this robot cop will fire off the rounds, and when he's complete, he'll say, all right, camera three get yeah. get a close up of my reload.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'll do a fancy reload. I don't know if you've seen the the Dark Tower trailer that just came out this in the last couple of weeks. I do, uh, Yeah, yeah he so he's like, yeah. He's doing all sorts of fancy reloads. He's throwing all all like, you know, six bullets up in the air and catching them in the barrel and flicking them in, out of his fingers straight down the straight into the barrel and uh into the chamber, should I say? Um he's absolutely smashing, making a big song and dance about how much he's practised all this reloading, which I feel, you know, means that he's had a lot of time on his own.
1: I thought you were going to say I feel it's almost gone too much the other way. From no reloading to probably too much reloading.
0: Probably, yeah, probably probably too much reloading. Uh, the, so dark, that's one. the Dark
1: Tower is 99% reloading. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, so, so the next one is um, to bend bits of metal at any given opportunity <laughs> because I don't think that there's a, a, a more sort of scary display of power for a robot to do than to just bend an iron bar. Uh-huh. So to scare anybody, you, sh- you should take any opportunity just to pick up a, a bit of iron and just bend it in front of someone. Okay. Um, so my, my final one is arrest people on the spot for doing that stupid walk-run thing across zebra crossings. Fucking hate that. Pisses walk, me off. run what? Yeah, like when, when you're in a car and you're coming up to a zebra crossing and someone's crossing it and they kind of like do a quick walk-run across it. Don't. Just walk across it. It's you, you can. It's a zebra crossing. It's for you to... not have to run.
1: Yeah, fair enough.
0: So my final hidden one is that the robot must listen to the guys on film podcast on repeat to get the numbers up if you deploy that out to all of the robots that they're making then that's potentially thousands of listens
1: uh, yeah so we've got robots listening to the podcast yeah but they'll know everything they'll be ha- and they'll be
0: so entertained and enlightened they'll have so many great
1: facts like robocop 2 when he becomes very pleasant yeah ha 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 that is an interesting podcast
0: <laughs> yeah uh, oh yeah you should hear what they say about Arnold schwarzenegger
1: and steven seagull thank you for your cooperation yeah. uh okay cool well that was yeah. great what an idea for a segment that will go down in the annals of time as the best first segment of a podcast ever thought of in less than 10 minutes in the annals
0: I mean that was a fairly obvious joke I shouldn't have said it
1: (laughs) okay I regret it live scores yeah live score how are you live score
0: I'm fine thank you Live score out of 10
1: Live score Pro- Probably like a, th- a 4 Okay uh, Life scores Ollie yeah. How's your life? You said it was exceedingly high
0: How does a 9 sound? Fine <laughs> But with an N Yeah <laughs> That's good that, For you that was pretty good <laughs>
1: It didn't take a while though. I was I was having a sip of water, that was my excuse. Okay, so why yeah.
0: is that a nine? Uh had a had a great weekend, so uh it was GR nine. It was GR nine out of ten, yeah. So it was it was Mandy's birthday celebration weekend. Uh uh-huh. so we went to Derbyshire. For people who
1: don't know, Mandy is your better half, correct?
0: girlfriend of the podcast, yeah. So um yeah, we went to Derbyshire uh into to Buxton in fact which is where all the water comes from and uh, adam maybe it's also around we went around the same sort of area where dead man's shoes was filmed which is is quite cool uh saw some of that rural scenery when the grim bits are happening um yeah. went to chatsworth house which is where pride and prejudice is a bit of filmed that was very nice uh, lots of gr9 scenery so that was really nice uh, went suspended up trees went to go ape which was nice and scary at loads of bakewell tarts oh uh, which,
1: mate, and that, that was is, in bakewell that is my favorite cup of tea uh, yeah. supporting confection
0: yeah so we went and had
1: uh, a pot of property with loose tea leaves so hold on how <sighs> what what sort of scale of property can you buy if it's going to fit in a pot you had a cup of property
0: yeah oh I thought my jokes were bad okay so no we harm. had a cup of decent tea out uh-huh. of a pot we had Bakewell tart in Bakewell you know
1: we had it from the source. so you're outside of the pot when you had the decent tea but you're in Bakewell when you-
0: <laughs> <laughs> my word but it was delicious yeah they um, were
1: your words and I'm just saying <laughs> them
0: Oh, you're a twat. So, uh, it was delicious, uh, but the self-loathing after having eaten far too much of it was uh, incredible. So, in film-related terms, I watched Fast Five. That was fine. I mean, it was okay. It wasn't as good as... I didn't enjoy it as much as the eighth one, but was I still... Was it three less good? Uh, no, it was still fine. I, I really liked a lot of the action in it. There was one stunt near the start where they jump off this bridge and... And it's probably more ridiculous than the commando jumping out of an aeroplane. It's it's equally as, as stupid um, okay. that, that you're supposed to believe that this could happen. Um, also watched The Void, which was, uh, and I, I hate to kind of like bad mouth, like what is c- clearly like a, a project with a lot of passion behind it and for all the right reasons. But I, I saw the trailer for this film like quite a while ago and I was quite excited about it. There's a lot of tentacles, a lot, a lot of Lovecraftian themes, it, it looked pretty good, it looked like Hellraiser, Event Horizon, that sort of thing, a bit Silent Hill, a bit John Carpenter, and it just wasn't, it It was, I think I said to you before, it was like an episode of Garth Merengue's Dark Place, if they'd taken out all of the humour, all of the jokes and pretty much anything that was good about it, it had some really good practical effects but it it was pretty hard to watch i i found okay. it i found it a difficult watch like last 20 minutes with all the like nice gory practical tentacle effects were 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 good but just everything else was uh devoid of anything i'd call quality devoid <laughs> so <laughs> i'd say this is one to avoid
1: that's devoid
0: <laughs> yeah Void
1: al Johnson yeah uh, right so there's I mean, me no here here's an indicator of what perhaps our clashing opinions later on in relation to Robocop and uh, specifically its uh, remake uh, might be because on the basis of you saying that you thought the void was terrible I've bought the DVD um, because I reckon I'll probably like it I don't, I really don't think you will okay okay great uh very quickly on my life score. I would say I'm a nine, but there's a couple of reasons that I'm, I'm not, probably. So maybe you're beating me this week. <laughs> um, beating. Beating <laughs> me at life. <laughs> Been having some fun times. I was at a friend's party for leaving do and stuff and met a lot of people I hadn't seen in a long time. A couple of different things that are annoying me, right? So he, here's a couple of Ian's gripes. Um, Ian's gripes. So I, <laughs> I got a coffee the other day and I asked oh, for it. Coffee gripes. We haven't had one of these for a long time. <laughs> I, I asked for a coffee and I said to go oh, you... in, instead of take away. Right. Yeah, that is bad. You should feel that bad. Self-hatred. So that's mm. got me down to say a 9.5 by this point. Let's see if I'm going lower. Mm. Now, the Do you other say day, can
0: I have or can I get her?
1: I'd say... I'm the barista
0: ha- and
1: you're yeah. facing me. Hello, sir. How may I help you? Now, hold on. Can we just backtrack one little bit? <laughs> okay. Given, <laughs> given that you were never given the rights to roll out the pizza dough uh, that's actually served to customers, I'd probably say you're a till operator in this scenario rather than yeah, the actual Yeah, I'm just stuff.
0: throwing the order to the guys at the back.
1: Yeah, exactly. Hello. You're, you're entrusted to handle cash, which is already a bit of a stretch. Okay, so, hello, sir, how can I help you? Uh, can I have a flat white to go, please? To what? ha ha ha! Um, no, i just say, can I have a flat white? And then they'd say, to take away? And I'd say, yes, please. Okay. But can I take your name, some... please, sir? No, that's fine, thanks.
0: Oh, why not? We just want to write it on the cup with a little smiley face. That grinds really. my gears. When they put a little smiley face on it as well.
1: I'd say, Sean! <laughs> Sean Connery! Yep uh okay so actually there's not too many other things but uh, in another uh food purchase related incident i saw a guy that was in the queue to get a takeaway and um he sorry it was in like a it was called it was in pret right and uh, the he,
0: sandwich places are
1: available yeah so he was like uh eating part of his takeaway food in the queue <laughs> you've got like you've got to be a special kind of desperate so he hasn't paid for it no he has, he's just waiting on the second part arriving oh, or being made okay. or getting ready right. or whatever So he's eating like a breakfast uh, sausage and egg muffin type thing from there right? Okay. with like flapping egg hanging out of his mouth <laughs> while other people were like queuing to get what they needed <laughs> and I just thought to egg. myself, you've got, you got to be a special kind of desperate to get like takeaway food that you then eat in the queue waiting for the rest of your order rather than just getting it and going to the place that you're going to be to eat it all Yeah like you're either desperate and you'll eat it in the place or get it to take away. But not to go.
0: Yeah, but not, not standing in the queue with an egg flapping out your mouth. Yeah. Have you exactly. have you not watched any movies? I know you've certainly purchased some terrible movies, but have you not have you not watched anything recently?
1: Um I've watched Robocop a couple of times and I watched some of Robocop too. Why did you um, watch
0: Robocop a couple of times?
1: Well, I watched it first uh, low quality and then I purchased the 30th anniversary uh, sorry the 90th anniversary of MGM uh, Blu-ray edition which actually looks right. mint oh wicked uh, okay but but has um, the director's commentary on it which now, I started listening to last is night is
0: this the director's does it have the director's cut on it yeah with all the gore of course fantastic
1: yeah uh, it's got what took it from an MPA uh X uh, sorry. From an R to an X, it's the stuff that w- was taken out yep. in order to make it uh, acceptable for cinemas. So, anyway, the only other thing is, Ollie, you've had you've had slicked back hair as long as I've known you, or at least combed back. Oh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, Soothing like that. Yeah. Ah, I Just keep getting dry skin right on the edge of my hairline. Right. And I don't know how to deal with that. Uh, have you tried? That, have you tried coconut oil? I haven't. I think, but I think that. I think that would have the same issue as normal moisturiser in that I can moisturise that as much as I want, but I don't want greasy hair. Why don't you put plenty on
0: as you go to sleep and then in the morning you can wash your hair with a good quality soap um, and then just use a, a light moisturiser. I mean, you could be putting too much product in your hair. You could be blow-drying it too hard. Okay. You know, all these things. Put your blow-dryer on on a... On a medium temperature not a hot temperature
1: and this is all coming from the maestro so thanks those those I mean, are I've
0: the been... tips i mean i'd I'd like to know if, if they work um okay. but that's what I'd i would say keep, so
1: i'll keep you updated I, i'm an 8.5 on account of having dry skin around the forehead and hairline area yeah um i've not been liking that i've been getting good quiffs recently but i mean all of that sullied just by having you know dry skin
0: yeah being lizard, lizard lizard
1: man, in athlete's face man <laughs> mode. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's um, it. Eight point five. Athlete's face. <laughs> By
0: that's the way, good. that
1: that is an original of mine from a long time ago. Deep dive. Yep. Did, did they swallow an insect? All that data. Wow, really is a deep dive. I
0: hope that information wasn't false.
1: So, Here we are. let's deep dive so, Yeah, We're inside the Farty Submersible with the heads of one robot based franchise, yep. James Cameron who yep. I think is sipping a Bovril type drink as a sort of sharpener. But he's also been
0: really annoying all of the crew that have been maintaining the submarine. They've all got t-shirts on saying something like you can't freak me out I work
1: for James Cameron Stuff like that but we don't really have a crew. It's just you and I, Arnie and James Cameron inside this farty yeah. submersible. Yeah, and our, yeah. Arnie's been on meat-free Mondays for about 12 weeks now, so he's yeah. special kind of ripe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, on this deep dive, wow, the deepest of dives into Robocop 1987 yeah. by Paul Verhoeven, which is, this year, 30 years old.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: How old are you? Twenty eight.
0: Huh? Oh, coincidence.
1: <laughs> In a way. In a way. Yeah. yeah. Um tears. So I was gonna ask you, do you know what else was coming out around this time? But Robo. first off yeah, around this time. It sounds like you do. I don't actually. So why don't you go on with the synopsis and I'll look it up.
0: Okay, what, so what's
1: Robocop all about, Ollie?
0: Okay, so here is the official synopsis.
1: The official synopsis!
0: In a dystopic and crime-ridden Detroit, a terminally wounded cop returns to the force as a powerful cyborg haunted by submerged memories.
1: (laughs) Why did you say submerged like that? Submerged memories.
0: Well, just said it. But here, look, here's the skinny on the whole lot. Robocop was filmed from a screenplay written by American screenwriters Edward Newmyer and Michael Miner. According to Newmyer, he got the idea for Robocop when he asked his friend about another movie, Blade Runner. And the friend replied, it's a cop hunting robots. That's what it's about. Leading him to think about a robot cop. This does feel too long. That's what she said. (laughs) The character of Robocop was inspired by British comic book hero Judge Dredd. The success of Robocop inspired two sequels, Robocop 2, which was okay, and Robocop 3, which is the worst film ever made. (laughs) I'm adding these bits in, by the way. And two TV series, Robocop and Robocop Prime Directives.
1: There was also also a kid's uh, cartoon version as well. The series was rebooted with the release of the
0: excellent RoboCop 2014.
1: Uh, That's been modified by the reader. It's not, that's not been, the editorial wasn't like that originally. What do you mean? I contest the excellent.
0: No, I I added that
1: in. That's what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. So what else came out in 1981? 1981.
1: That was actually shorter than I expected it to be. And also, you're six years in the past because this movie came out in 1987. Okay. Um, I'll tell you about 1981 another time, but Full Metal Jacket, Dirty Dancing, The Princess Bride, Predator, uh, Masters of the Universe, Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Wow. uh, What a year. The Lost Boys, Spaceballs, and Robert Cobb. I can't pick a favourite. I can oh shit and The Running
0: Man very diff well I know that you don't like that one
1: but there, I mean there are two Arnie's in one year yeah also Some Kind of Wonderful I like that film quite a lot as well because I accidentally watched it because my sister taped it off the telly right I mean Inner Space basically the farty submersible movie so what's your favourite out of the, all them 97 movies just quickly just as a little 87 can you just say 1987
0: 1987 movies what is your favourite one out of um, all that there's Beverly Hills Cop 2 as well Nightmare on Street 3 Over the Top over the top Planes, Trains and Automobiles With Neil and I Evil Dead 2 Near Dark Raising Arizona Swimming to Cambodia Jaws the Revenge Dragnet uh, The Mo- The Monster Squad that's pretty good Cherry
1: 2000, which I mean, by we're the way, literally <laughs> just which, <laughs> reading film titles. By the way, Cherry 2000 gives me a piece of housekeeping. Housekeeping. Uh, okay. that during the dystopian episode, I I said that I was going to talk about it, but then I never did, and I had extensive <laughs> notes. Okay. Uh, but I mean, I didn't even care that I didn't talk about it. I just I just skipped it. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't care. But hey, check it out. It's quite funny. Yeah.
0: Um, wow, Ca- 1987. That is a, that that is a year to be alive and uh, to be also, able to go
1: to the cinema. Your favorite Police Academy movie, keeping with the Law and Order theme, was out that year. Police Academy Four: Citizens on Parole. Just patrol. incredible. Just c- incredible. C- c- citizens on Parole. Yep, P- patrol is what I meant. Right. Okay, so let's move on. Um, yep. So basically, we have summarized it right. But um, a cop gets transferred in. He dies. Yeah. OCP Omni Consumer Products who basically the big bad. They don't they don't make anything for consumers. Right. So they're like a bad Tesla. Yeah, but they're called Omni Consumer Products. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, okay.
1: Um they just only do like military hardware and stuff. Right. Um so yeah. Th- their plan is to turn uh old Detroit into Delta City. Right. right? Um, yeah. And step one in that uh, plan to get to that sort of utopia is to clean up Detroit's streets of crime. But it's, it's funny how
0: it's funny how trying to turn something into a utopia often means, you know, creating a dystopia.
1: But I think that's the know, closest to the definition of utopia uh, of dystopia that you've actually ever been.
0: Yeah. Hey, you can't you can't create an omelet breaking a few eggs, and if you get some shell in it, then
1: what's the bees to be? Yeah. Uh, okay, so to so carry on, the, the first part of that plan is to clean up the streets. So Bob Morton who's the kind of nicer executive, uh, yeah. although it's a little bit mixed up, feels like they wanted him to be bad, and then so in some scenes he seems nasty, and other ones he kind of seems nice. But he pounces on an opportunity to make well, he, his just his just to stop you there,
0: so I don't have to do any housekeeping. So he originally was written as bad. Bad, but then when the actor came in and and rehearsed and did his lines and everything, they actually felt the vibes that they could make him like sort of, I guess, not nice but charismatic.
1: Yeah, but my, yeah, the point is like it was the scenes he'd already shot were left in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Bob Martin pounces on the opportunity to kick off his Robocop project because dick jones uh the company number two has his ed 209 project on show and it fucks up and fails uh so in spectacular fashion indeed yeah Uh, where he shoots up an executive um for ages yeah and uh so basically uh, bob martin uses uh, murphy's body to make a cyborg robot cop and yeah, that's pretty much it. So it's programmed with three different directives and one of them's revealed later to be that he can't attack the Evil Corporation's highest uh ranking members. Sean Connery. <laughs> he cannot attack Sean Connery. No. Uh so that's kind of it. Okay.
0: I mean there's there's a bit obviously a bit more to that. I mean, you know, you've you've kind of touched on part of the story, so obviously uh, Murphy, who is the cop that gets transferred, he gets killed and turned into a robot. Now, I mean, he's not mad into being a robot. I mean, he, I guess he kind of doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't particularly know to start off with. But then little bits of his humanity and his memories of his past start coming back to him. Right. Which is, which is a bit of a theme throughout, I guess, most of them. Um, you mean
1: most of the movies, all three of them? Yeah, so that's that's an interesting point to me. So like in the in the first one, there's a little bit of a theme touched on, which is like there's a callousness with human life throughout all of it, right? Because it's quite a dark film at times in the way that people yeah. are like shot and killed and whatnot. It's there's very also, violent. It's very violent. But OCP when they turn him into this cop, like his soul or like the idea of his mind is just expendable. Like yeah, they they don't care that he is actually a person underneath it all. Yeah. Um, But kind of feels a little bit like in this film, they touch upon it and that's fine. Because yeah. the, there are other themes at play where they can sort of develop those and they don't have to develop this because I don't know if they really knew where to take any of that. And that becomes more obvious in Robocop two and three, where the continual sort of haunting ideas of what his family were and all that sort of stuff. They just yep. have no idea what to do with any of that. Yeah. Um, but I think that's okay in Robocop but I think 1.
0: there was enough of it in the first one to kind of get the the to vibes the his... last three films <laughs> well I, th- I think there was enough in, in the first Robocop of, of the flashbacks that he was getting of his family that you know there was still a bit of Murphy the human his mind still inside that robotic cop
1: yeah I think the other thing about the Murphy moments as we're now calling them <laughs> yeah uh, whenever there's a Murphy moment, yeah, there's, there's Murphy's theme plays, <laughs> yeah, which become more and more attuned to if you watch the film a couple of times. Because can you can you hum it at all or not really? No, but like uh, it's, it's not just a hummable one, unhummable Murphy's theme. Yeah, <laughs> it's a. It's Murphy more of moment. a smell. <laughs> <laughs> Murphy's smell. <laughs> The air is thick with Murphy's audible smell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, just to shoot through what I think the themes of the film are. Really, quick. okay. I've talked about like the idea of a cyborg and uh, artificial intelligence, and this idea of like whether he is or isn't human. What does what makes a human? It's yeah. kind of it's kind of the opposite of Blade Runner because you mentioned that before. But um, in Blade Runner, they are all synthetic, but they've been yeah. implanted with human. Uh, memories and ideas and emotions yeah. with this he's a human who's had a lot of them removed but like where the threshold lies is kind of still the same question like is he or isn't he a human or should he be treated like one um, yeah because he does literally have like ocp 001 um yeah on the side of his helmet yeah um, so he's like property of the company yeah um so that's one thing but i think the overriding main theme is uh, corrupt governance and capitalist culture yep um, which is basically the company doing whatever they want to get to their goal and actually moving a city from being run in the usual ways where people can vote and give their opinion to basically being capitalist and run by a company
0: right Ah, uh, sounds sounds like um, <sighs> privatisation
1: like... of the NHS yeah Hey, I think. Um, let's not get. Let's not go there. Uh, yeah. Okay. Richard Branson is kind of essentially the old man in this scenario, or the Dick Jones in this. Scenario. <laughs> yeah. Can I just, while we're on themes, I just want to jump away from them, just to talk about the names of all the people in Verhoeven's movies. Okay. Like Dick Jones. Yeah. What a name. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Just Richard. All the, Richard all the Jones. Leon C. Nash. Emil Antonowski. But. Clarence J. Bodiger. Yeah. Boddicker. Yeah. Like these are good names for characters. They're strong names, yeah. Bob Morton. So just while we're while just, we're on just f- one other thing, because uh, sorry, yeah. Dick Dick Jones played by Ronnie Cox. Yeah. Ronnie Cox Ronnie Cox. Ronnie Cox. Yeah. You can you can hear what you want, Ollie, but <laughs> Okay. I'm not going near that. Um Ronnie Cox no, also plays Co-Hagan in uh Total yeah. Recall. Yeah. Which is also a good name. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I cut you off. So,
0: I mean, I know you probably didn't want to get into RoboCop 2014 probably until a bit later. But I think while we're sort of talking about themes, and at least we're talking about the humanity of RoboCop versus the operating system of RoboCop. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the things... That I loved about the new one was I thought it was handled really really well. Um so it all starts off pretty much exactly the same with your OCP um, wanting to have drones essentially like your Ed 209s But then obviously someone wanting a one with kind of a, a human mind as well with that sort of decision making etc cetera, etc But whereas in Robocop he starts off mainly robot, very kind of. So he goes from being Alex Murphy, the the police officer, you know, fully functioning human being with emotions and a family and banter, to being basically an operating system, right? Uh-huh. And then slowly his memories creep back in, making him a little bit more human. Mm-hmm. But I think the way that they do it in RoboCop twenty fourteen. I think is a bit more horrifying because he essentially has the same thing happen to him. He gets killed and then he it's has not, this. Hor- it's, not
1: the, it's not the same thing though, is it? But go but on.
0: listen, let me, let me finish. So I'll, he has I'll let this. You okay. I'm just so shaking
1: my head as you talk.
0: Well, uh, Continue. He gets rebuilt as RoboCop and then he has this horrific body horror, nightmarish scene uh, with him and his creator, Gary Oldman, where he, sees how much of his body is still left. And it's essentially his head with his brain, a pair of lungs and a hand. It's only part of his brain, a bit of it's like been replaced with a computer. And it's just horrific, but he's still fully human. He's still, you know, totally compass mentis. He's not, he's not a machine one bit in his, in his mind, but slowly throughout the film, it's kind of the opposite of Robocop where he starts losing the human side of him and adopting more of the the robot more of the Robocop that's why I like the remake because I think that it does something different I like the way around that that it plays that and I think it's good and like I know you're going to shoot me down with it for whatever reason but I stand by it I think it's I think it's good
1: that's fine I'm not actually going to co- contradict that but I will go through like a series of different things that I think kind of makes me not like the second one
0: you mean the remake, not the second one? You mean the remake, yeah?
1: Yeah, the remake. Okay. I don't know. I don't know where to go from there because, like, on the one hand, like, you're entitled to your opinion, but I can see that it's different. I just the entire thing is underpinned by me feeling like it's just unnecessary and pointless, and it's something that I don't put any level of uh, sort of enjoy. I don't get any level of enjoyment from just because it's like a it's it's a dialed in version of the same thing i think uh for a number of reasons but i'll go into that in a little bit right but Hmm. we're talking about the first one specifically right yeah one thing that i would say and this is in partly building towards maybe what i might say about the second uh sorry the remake which is a huge part of what i like about the first film is the fact that the callousness around human life is really driven home quite hard right it's like violent and dark yeah, and when he's killed, he's not just killed; he's humiliated and like, and really, yeah, like, sadistic, the guys, the guys yeah. are enjoying it, and it's sadistic, and you can't believe what you're seeing. Like, it's an 18 yeah. that I feel like today is still an 18. Like, oh yeah, hundred percent. You, can, you yeah. can't let uh, like, yeah, it's it's not for young eyes, really. It's like still no. full on, and I know that some parts of it are ridiculous. Yeah. but but the moments that get you are still dark. Kill me. I mean, I yeah, that is funny, but um, <laughs> but but the dark parts are quite dark. So, in, in particular, like three parts in the film, I find to be quite dark. Initially, when he's killed, yeah, which according to um, Verhovin, I mean, this is
0: <laughs> that bit, yeah. blowing his hand off, blowing his arm off, shooting him in the knees, and then capping it all off with a head two up. to the head.
1: There's just one to the head. Three to the chest. But good. Good call back to last week's show. Yeah. Yeah, so there's that bit. And then I think the other part is when they're uh, when the bad guys, one of their henchmen gets shot in the knee. Bobby. Yeah. The fact that they immediately just think, well, he's useless to us now. Let's throw yeah. him out the back of the van. Can you fly, yeah. Bobby? That's quite dark. Yeah. And then the other part is the shooting squad after... Like, this is a part of the film that I... Often forget, but after Ed Two O Nine goes after Robocop and starts like firing rockets and shooting him up and stuff, Robocop yep. crawls the outside and Ed 209's stuck on the stairs. But yep. outside, all of the OCP funded police are then a firing squad and they just start like gunning the hell out of him. Oh and, yeah. yeah, and there's there's a while where it feels like he's not going to get away and like yep. it's just so like everything is now turned on him and there's no turning back really. So. That, those are three bits I think are quite full on he's, he's
0: uh-huh. robo fucked he is
1: robo fucked yeah, yeah. Well, no that's a different thing actually <laughs> yeah so I think that's one of the, the main things and the other thing is just that when he is killed uh, this is theme oriented uh, commentary here but like Verhoeven's made it quite clear that he is kind of making an allegory of the resurrection of Jesus
0: yeah I've, I've read much about this
1: so he actually said something along the lines of I wanted to see Satan kill Jesus in the first 20 minutes of the film and then see him rise again yeah Um, and then I guess ultimately have Jesus have redemption on Satan well I think I
0: think supposedly there's a he walks on water kind of looks like he walks on water yeah
1: I think that's reaching a little bit I don't know if that was ever intended there's also that
0: bit where he turns baby food into a full English breakfast
1: (laughs) (laughs) including loads of glass yeah. Ah. Okay. So, uh, what are your best bits from the original film?
0: This is fairly obvious for me. I think that RoboCop is one of the best-sounding films ever. Yeah. I think it sounds. It's so unique in the way that it sounds. For example, it when you rewatch it. So, if you're listening to this podcast, Ian, you've watched it recently. So, you probably know what I'm talking about but the sounds are scary. So when Ed 209 goes from just passive observation mode to when he goes into threat mode, there's this kind of low, deep synth hum in this horrible, horrible pitch that just comes in. And it's such a simple thing to do, but it really sets the vibe of the scene. Like, Were you going to say a tone? Well, yeah, but it really sort of gives a vibe. So sets the tone and it is a tone. It could be seen as shit these days but basically we always talk about how the alien is a peacock and a and an elef- elephant and
1: ele, ele, elephant.
0: when ed209 roars it's basically like a, a a leopard unprocessed just a leopard now normally that would be pretty lazy but in the context of the film when you're dealing with like this kind of enforcement thing that's going to be out on the streets playing a sound back at somebody, it kind of makes sense that you would just put like a threatening sound in there that was familiar to somebody.
1: Yeah, and but when, when the ED-209 falls over, that's a squealing pig, right?
0: Yeah, that's right, yeah. So, oh, I mean, why they'd put that sound in there, I don't know. <laughs>
1: Something like that. Also,
0: when RoboCop is walking and you see the close-ups of his foot, poof, 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 those footsteps, best footsteps ever made, and they have put in like a kind of really low distortion synth sound as his foot touches the floor, and it's just so good. Absolutely love it. I'm, I'm raving about the sound, but I think, yeah, the audio is one of my favorite things about it the voices all the computer sounds the gun sounds the music Robocop's voice ed209 it may may get a bit overlooked i think in the grand scheme of all the violence the satire all the all the quotable lines so i i just wanna i just want to put that out there that i you know my probably my favorite thing is the how How cool it sounds,
1: yeah I agree, I think specifically the the footsteps, but a bunch of the other stuff is great as well. I think like the the soundtrack the the theme music is amazing, and then also yeah, uh, so for me, probably my my favorite parts of it are some of the commercials, um, yeah now, that's become a little bit of like a Paul Verhoven um motif that he uses in lots of different things to kind of satirically send up the various different um Political things that are going on in in that time, and a lot of these are very much of like the Reagan era. Um, yeah. Apparently, according to the director's commentary, heart replacements were just becoming the sort of norm at the time. Um, so the Yamaha heart transplant, um, yeah, thing is quite funny. There are a whole bunch of things in there that, no, are really that is funny. Um, the way it starts is quite interesting to, to me as well. Like I'd expect the, the standard thing in a in an eighties action movie and a guess this is probably true of lethal weapon and predator right but would be to either cold open into some action scene to just immediately set the scene or yeah. have like an iconic uh, credit sequence that then opens into an action scene with this yeah. like you get one twisting sort of helicopter camera shot of uh, old detroit yeah with some skyscrapers around which is actually texas apparently right um and then Robocop uh, credit on screen showing showing the name. And then it goes straight into adverts, which set the scene. Now, yeah. there's a little bit of confusion around this. One is they decided not to film uh, a massacre of police officers because of budgetary concerns. And the other was something to do with whether or not they thought it would be too violent. But right. basically, um, Boddicker's gang have killed a bunch of different people, and that's what's reported in the first news report right at the start. Yeah. So, like, they've set up the idea that he's uh, the big bad guy, but they yeah. also managed to, like, immediately set the tone for how they're going to treat death as well. The news reporters, all tits and teeth and big smiles... Yeah, even uh, the men. Even the guy are just smiling at one another about, like... I don't know, just everything where there's, like, death and, like, humanity falling to shit. So, yeah, basically... Uh, they turn to one another and like the guy says after one of the police officers is like kept on in a hospital in the news segment and he's fighting for his life. So it's explained that he's fighting for his life and he just sort of like clicks his fingers and like smiles with big teeth saying, good luck, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like so insincere um, yeah. that you know that they don't care whether this guy survives or not. No. So yeah, those and the actual adverts for like, Newcom, for example, like get them yeah. before they get you. Yeah, um, which is <sighs> again, kind of... it's,
0: uh, it's a little bit relevant now, isn't it? Yeah, in a
1: way. Yeah, correct. really so. A, like I, I tend to find with like satirical, like quickfire stuff like that, you kind of miss the details sometimes when you're more concentrating on like the main meat of the movie. But when you rewatch them, some of the content in them is just mental. Like there's a Star Wars programme, which actually fifteen or twenty years later George Bush tried to bring back, which was gonna be like the race to space like killing machines. And one of these has killed two ex presidents. (laughs) (laughs) but it's just glossed over by the news reporters as like they're they're not even mentioned by name they're just like two ex-presidents died today when da 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 and then they just move on like nothing important has happened there but anyway the satirical stuff is great Yeah, it's delightful oh yeah by the way I have a my dad being a lad memory about Robocop Okay. so there's a lot made of um, Peter Weller's movement in, in the suit Yes. He, he very, wanted, very hard to move in. He wanted to be serpentine mm. and yep. smooth. But then yep. when he actually got the suit, it was gonna not work out that way for him because he, he was, was very, anything but. Exactly. Um yep. so he has these um sort of I find the movements to be like really fun to watch. I can yeah. maybe find a video of him just pulling this insane move where you like Yeah, they're this, like really big sweeping motions, aren't they? He has this when el- he's shooting his elbow come right sharply up in the air as he's looking in the opposite direction for no reason, really. Yeah. And I, I think in a later film, like, the fact that his hand is, like, bulletically up behind him as he fires has something to do with, like, his targeting system being in that hand. But I'd right. basically say that's non-canon. Yeah. Um, but anyway, there's a bit where, like, he... So, the bust on the uh, drug warehouse... It's probably yeah. one of my favourite scenes from the film where he just shoots up all of the uh drug yeah. bad guys. Yeah, drug guys, yeah. Now, I think what happened here was my dad recorded Robocop off the TV and he watched it on the night when it was on and yeah. kind of reviewed whether or not I was allowed to see it. Yeah. And I think my <laughs> mum was a bit worried, but she'd been out at the bingo the night before and she hadn't yeah. seen she'd it. Been on. she'd been on the bingo, yeah. She'd been on the bingos. Um, right. So we were all sitting together in this room, and my dad basically was trying to show me all the good bits. (laughs) And my (laughs) mum was like, nah. And um, obviously, at the time, I was probably about five or six, right? But my dad's just like wanting to show me like the shooting scenes with no context. (laughs) Because all all the context is like uh, just drug related or like bitches leave and all this sort of stuff. So he's fast forwarding through all that stuff. But we get to like the. the warehouse scene and he breaks down the door and then iconically walks through the light to enter the room Yeah, and just some of the moves he pulls as he moves around like my dad is just pissing himself laughing at the whole thing yeah um, but yeah like the shot but you're getting he, a raging semi I'm getting a raging semi probably for the first time as a five-year-old. <laughs> um, <laughs> five year old five five? yeah well you you
0: were five when you were What's first introduced Oh Jesus! No, but explains I mean, a lot. I
1: mean, I didn't really understand what was going on much. Maybe I was seven or eight or something, but I was very young. Yeah, but my best, young. my best bit was when there's a guy on one of the galleys up above, and Robocop, like without looking, moves the gun underneath one arm and then just shoots the guy from underneath that arm. Yeah, it's just life. incredible scenes.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: it's my best bit.
0: Yeah, that is. Probably one of my best bit as well.
1: So that's part memory, part best bit of the movie. Got any so trivia? I've,
0: I've, got some, I've got some shite if you want to end it on some shite. So, um, no, we know well,
1: actually, just before you head towards shite, here's a little bit more bulk. Can I just give
0: you one bit of shite? Okay. Just a little nugget.
1: Okay, nugget of shit. A
0: little bit of number two. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the body count is in Robocop?
1: 30? Correct! Yeah, I hadn't actually written that down, but I seem to remember seeing it sometime you- this week when I was looking at it. So you how can been, carry How many on times it, was it know? submitted to the MPAA, the Motion Picture Association of America? Uh
0: like five or
1: something. Twelve. Twelve. Yeah, desperately wow. trying to get it down from X rating to R. So anyway, that was a fact. My reasons for disliking Robocop twenty fourteen.
0: Here we go. It's the big opinion.
1: <laughs> can we can we do a jingle for that as well?
0: Can you just oh I'll I'll just say it.
1: The big opinion. And instead of metal guitar, can you put drums on that? Great. Thanks. I mean, in post. And also, that's Terminator. <laughs> oh, well, here's the thing the first theatrical. Do, 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 Listen. Do, 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 do. Yeah, I know. I know the first theatrical trailer, because it was an Orion production, had the Terminator music on it.
0: Yes, which confused idiot audiences all if over it America. It's a sequel
1: of Terminator. Yeah. Okay. Terminate. Uh, sorry, <laughs> Robocop twenty fourteen. <2014. laughs> okay, it's easy. It's an easy mistake to make. Why Robocop twenty fourteen is garbage by Ian Smith, Primary oh, for Seven. Fuck's sake! Go I, on. Number one, I've completely forgotten it.
0: I don't care. I've no, completely forgotten whatever you've said, as well.
1: Number two, I find, in general, the satire in it is spiritless and without any level of creativity. Like if you put out uh say for example the first unit um, you just don't like samuel l jackson that's what it is i don't mind samuel l jackson i just thought all of it was written and delivered in a very boring way that's all like i think if you gave if the first unit people were doing all the action scenes and stuff and you had to basically say look we're going to need some satirical tv show bits that are going to like be used for robocop i think yeah that's what we get in this film—is something that's gone out to tender, and like a bunch of other people have done it, and like yeah, it's, no, I, it's I, I agree with crap. Where's the fun and creativity—I don't think everything in the you film said it, works. You said it was excellent. Um, so anyway, here's the other thing. You know,
0: even Rust in Peace has Dawn Patrol on it,
1: which is great. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Uh, there's no Jesus metaphor because he doesn't die. It doesn't matter. It. The other thing is, the death is like way too easy.
0: Yeah, the death isn't very good. So, it was basically a 12A. Here's, right.
1: I think it was PG, wasn't it? It was a 12A. Okay. P, like, PG, my ass. PG-13 violence is shit. And like 12A violence is shit. So the whole reason... Fucking, you're well edgy, you are. <laughs> what the... Look, Ollie. <sighs> tell you what,
0: mate. What, what's don't part- give me none of that... 12A violence. Me, it is rubbish. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. It's just it, a different film. It's just a different film. You've yeah, still so got why, Robocop. Why don't,
1: why don't you call it um, Cyber Enforcer then? Rather than well, do you know
0: what they called Money. it in India? Do you know what they called it in India?
1: <laughs> no, I don't, but please tell. Electronic Detective. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's good, it's there. But point being... Lighten the mood up a bit. Paul Verhoeven and the writers of Robocop, right? Yeah. I don't think they necessarily intended Robocop 1 to be marketed to children, even though it was an 18. <laughs> yeah. Because there were toys and stuff, and it became that yeah. sort of like... and I always school, really wanted one as well. School playground thing that you wanted because it was like a VHS yeah. you could never get your hands on and also apart from toys. And one there was of a my TV series that was a cartoon. One of my friends told me in school, he was like, my
0: cousin has got Robocop 3 on VHS. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And from I was America? Like,
0: yeah, from America. And I was like, wow, jealous. And uh, yeah. and he was like, yeah, and he's like, got a jetpack and everything. Like, just to prove it. I mean, you could have found that out by looking at any picture.
1: I know, but in those days, it was harder to get your hands on a picture of a specific thing than it is now.
0: Yeah, unless you bought, like, Fangoria or something.
1: <laughs> Seven-year-old <laughs> buying Fangoria. Yeah. Um... So yeah, I just feel like Robocop as a thing. I'd say like a huge proportion of what's loved about it is the violence and the darkness and yep. the dark satire, right? But and why this, can't you take it as that.
0: a different thing?
1: I mean, I'd I'd agree I'd agree with that. Like, right? Okay. Well, here's here's the thing. Right? Here's the point. In order to achieve the PG thirteen twelve A death, um. They basically blow him up, and you see no real direct result of that violent thing happening to the man.
0: Yeah.
1: In the first one, you see him humiliated, beaten down, like to, to a point where the darkness is just really, yeah, really full on. Right. What listen, I would listen. The entire. Okay, t- I've had my like, time. You can have yours. It's fine. The the payoff at the yeah. end where he takes out the gang is what I'm hanging around for. Yeah. Because I want to see this guy get back at them and the fact that he does move from robot back to being more human and more Murphy is part of that journey to the payoff because you know it's Murphy Uh that's getting his own back Yep. now I feel that all of that's handled in a super confused way in Robocop 2014 again another point I still don't remember it also another point who's the bad guy no one cares Michael Keaton another point I thought the law, right, yeah. is a good song, but like the film ends on like a sort of pretty damp note, right? So, damp patch. A damp note. Yeah. I'll end on your damp patch in a minute. Can uh, <laughs> we just move on? Whatever that means. Yeah,
0: don't know. What so it means. I
1: don't know. I, for all these reasons, basically, I don't care about it. Well, that that's fine, but I don't think it's.
0: I don't think it's the terrible film that.
1: No, you know, I'm not saying it's terrible. I'm just saying it's completely and utterly pointless to to say it's excellent. Is yes, but I was obviously I was obviously shitless. just
0: listen. I was obviously just trying to wind you up. I don't think it's excellent. I think it's like a six and a half, seven out of ten, something like that.
1: But right, I think it's about a three and a half out of ten because well, I think in order to score a film, you have to think about the anticipation for it and then everything afterwards as well. And I think it's impossible to ignore the fact that it's carrying the Robocop badge, and for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> okay. Well, look. I think we've we've
0: kind of argued about this for long enough.
1: I wouldn't buy that for a dollar. I mean, Ollie, it's just fucking garbage.
0: Can I just hit you with some trivia, just to just because I think people are probably a bit uh... annoyed
1: with you for being an idiot. Yeah. Well, so, probably
0: just all the arguing that we're doing in this episode, you know.
1: Yeah, to- help me with some of the cookie-cutter trivia you find on IMDb.
0: Well, it is, and that's what people come to expect, you know. Yeah, okay. Um, right, so we've we've said that the, the suit was, was hardcore. So the RoboCop suit was so hot and heavy that Peter Weller was losing £3 a day from water loss. Eventually, an air conditioner was installed in the suit. I'll be happy
1: to... Yeah, I mean, that sounds like a good diet. And also, you look pretty badass in the process. Yeah. Uh, the other thing about that is that supposedly going downstairs and getting in and out of cars was too tricky. So yes. He, di- he didn't wear the bottom half when he was doing this <laughs> thing. He's a, a top a, half Robocop. Yeah, but the the funny thing is, <laughs> online people seem to think that means he's only wearing underwear. I yeah. don't understand why nobody thought of the potential that he could just be wearing jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like.
0: Well, when you said it to me, I kind of assumed that he was in his grunts as well.
1: <laughs> Everyone's mind just goes to like a guy with a metal upper body and then just like, why, front? Yeah. But
0: anyway. Um, if anybody is an artist that can realise that vision, please do it and post it on our wall. That would be fantastic. There's got to be an artist listening to this. One of the fifteen to maybe twenty people listening
1: oh you miss, you underestimate our listener base quite drastically every week, and it's getting lower by your estimations as well. We're actually going up. I've seen the stats
0: okay now this is this is a great one i I love this fact, and uh in Sacramento, California, a robbery suspect fled into a darkened movie theater to escape pursuing police he became so engrossed in the movie playing on the screen, RoboCop, that he failed to notice that police had evacuated all of the patrons from the theatre. When the lights flipped on, the stunned man was taken into custody. That's got to be bullshit, but I like it.
1: Yeah, it is bullshit, I think. I thought it's, exactly the same when I... When
0: I it's got to be bullshit. I mean, maybe it was because he was armed or something, but did he not notice that everyone in front of him was gone and... I just just... There's too many questions there. Um, <laughs>
1: too many questions. I I have a bunch of bits as well.
0: So. I have just got a couple more. Okay. Um. So you know, in the hostage scene where Robocop is uh, is walking into the the council building and the the councilman is holding the mayor hostage.
1: Yeah. They're all painted in infrared.
0: Well, they, yeah, they're painted in the, uh, the. It's not like um. Camera effect. Like, like a heat effect camera. It's actually sort of people with red and blue and yellow. Paint on their nude bodies.
1: Yeah, I think that's excellent that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I think that's good. That's and a... you don't really notice it until you know that, and then you go back and watch it, and ruin it for yourself.
1: Yeah. So they just put that sort of video liney effect on. What do you call that?
0: Or scan lines, isn't it? Yeah. I suppose. Or...
1: But I think that's a James Cameron level directorial problem-solving outcome. That's badass. But heart, he probably heart...
0: wouldn't make everybody feel bad in the
1: process. Probably not. He'd probably just be very cool in Verhoeveny. Yeah, I have some other bits. Apparently, whilst in the warehouse scene that I described earlier, yeah, um, Peter Weller was listening to Peter Gabriel's "Red Rain" inside the helmet whilst yeah. he was shooting people up. This Would is what did you real- listen to? Macedon or Motorhead, I reckon. Okay. My one last sort of trivia point. Now, this is quite a good producer trick, right? So, the budget was approximately ten million dollars. Yeah, uh, and the suit took a, uh, about a million of that budget. Yeah. But producer John Davison sat down with Verhoeven and they knew that they were going to go well over budget. I say yeah. well, I think it's probably in the region of like three or four million over or something, right? But wow. they specifically made the choice not to film Murphy's death. Right, okay. <laughs> because they knew the film couldn't exist without it. So they filmed every- trick. So they filmed everything because they knew that Orion were pretty hands-off. And then yeah. went back, and they're like, "Guys, sorry."
0: I think James Cameron did the same thing with the Titanic. He didn't. He didn't film the bit where it hit the
1: iceberg. <laughs> he, he filmed everything, <laughs> and he hadn't thought about what what he was going to use for a boat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he'd he'd uh, previously filmed it with a sort of green screen farty submersible. Yeah, and he was like, "Yeah, we'll just we'll just put the boat in afterwards." Um, one last sound effect thing, yeah. Probably actually my favourite sound effect from it is the shoom when he opens doors. Right, <laughs> you know the shop door and the door to the boardroom at the end. Yeah, it has this low synth sound, but also goes shoom, and like yeah. afterwards this like door is open, but then afterwards there's a hum. Yeah, and like there's a lot of hums and drones and. When you first hear it, you don't things. think that's a weird sounding door. You just accept it because he's a robot walking through yeah. the door. Um, yeah. And it makes his entrance sound all the more effective. But then when you listen back to yeah. it, you're like, what the fuck is that? But, but it's, it's great. And it yeah. really sets the, sets the vibe,
0: as okay. I like to say.
1: I have a question for you, but I think I'm done with everything else. Okay, go on then. Have you ever put your fingers in wine and then sniffed them? No. That's why? what Boddicker does when he's having, when he's doing the <laughs> drug deal with the supposedly Mexican guy who I don't think seems Mexican at all. But he puts his fingers in the other guy's wine and then sniffs his fingers.
0: Have you ever done
1: that? No, I just wonder what the. I don't know. It's one of those things. It's just the no. weirdest move. If anyone understands why he would have done that. Uh, Please draw a picture and put it on our wall. Unless he, unless he'd like sampled some of the cocaine beforehand or something off camera, and then needed to clean his fingers or nose, would you would you sniff wine to clear your nose of cocaine? No, kind of seems like know. spiting your face to whatever that phrase is. Yeah, spite. I'm you a spite my face. <laughs> I'm use wine to spite my own face. Okay, um, so um, who who wins, Robocop or Terminator? <sighs>
0: Uh, Has Terminator been promoted to the board of directors at OCP? (laughs) No. Mm, uh, I think probably Robocop might get the edge because he could shoot him at a weird angle. (laughs) Okay. Also, I
1: I think you need to work out whether it's Terminator 1 or 2 because 1, I think, is a dummy, but 2... Is a learning computer because he's had a CPU yeah. reset. So maybe they would be on a level pegging.
0: If it was a fist fight, Terminator every day. If it was from a distance in in gunplay, then I think RoboCop uh, with his imaging and aiming systems. He's got like auto aim. Bit cheaty. He's he's using some hacks. Uh, he he might come out on top.
1: Actually, I take that back. I think the emotional Terminator 2 model 101 would uh, probably be weak. And I think the first Terminator would beat Robocop because he would just be ruthless. Do you want to hit me some with, with some reviews?
0: This is just a quick review just to... to uh, 2 I've got two. Uh, so these are from uh, <laughs> IMDB, believe it or not. Uh, so the headline of this one is this movie sucked. And it goes like this. It goes a little like this. Boy, is this film rubbish. If you want a robots film, you will not find one that is worse. It's just a piece of rubbish on the ground. The story is so v- vivid dumb. Vivid
1: imagery though.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's plenty of vivid imagery to come. The story is so dumb, and it goes on forever before it ends. <coughs> <laughs> now that is poetry it's a story about a cop who is shot all over the place but still doesn't die and then he's turned into a robot see what <laughs> I mean? this is such a rubbish story he goes after the man who killed him and tries to kill him back
1: <laughs> even though this reviewer has said that he doesn't get killed yep. I, can, I can understand people finding that hard to understand because he does die right and by the way when he's shot you think it's actually Peter Weller but it's all prosthetic Rob um, Bottin who did the thing also yep, and also um, Total Recall yep. so the head lady and stuff but um, when he's shot in the head then that's when Verhoeven starts doing like POV stuff from um, Murphy's point of view right so that gives you the impression that if you're seeing through his eyes, then he's still got some life. Yeah. But he, I, he doesn't, though. He dies. I don't know. It's confusing. It's confusing. Uh, so, just to carry
0: on, this will make you feel so miserable, like coming home to find your house burgled. <laughs> Great analogy. I mean, it's sure. Okay. All the actors look weird, and they are too old. <laughs> <laughs> The cops in the movie look like salesmen. The special effects are rubbish which means that when they happen in the movie it makes you point and laugh at how rubbish they are. If they had made more effort to make them look better the film would have been better. That's <laughs> okay. the review. The one out of ten.
1: It's pretty good. It's pretty a good review.
0: So here's one more review. Um, I, I have and a review
1: is- as well actually.
0: Right let me just, uh, let me just My, get through
1: this. Yeah you go for it.
0: Headline of this one, Totally Unrealistic. This is what I call unrealistic film, and I hate unrealistic films. Behaviour of people is unrealistic. It's not bad because of the story, which I like, and I think is possible. If you're kid, then this film is probably good, because you don't notice lack of realism yet filmmakers think because science fiction is not real then they can make also all other stuff in film non-realistic this is problem with bad science fiction films good science fiction films are realistic like alien and james cameron films realism in alien is for example this when man, <laughs> it's true when man with beard goes with flame gun <laughs> When man with beard goes with flame gun to chase alien then when he is there he says I don't think this is a good idea. I want to get out of here. This is really how human psychology works. You can't know how you will feel in certain situation until you are there. Somehow this is a review of Robocop. <laughs>
1: this is good. And that, uh, think that's probably one of my favourite things you've quoted uh, from IMDb. Okay. It's good. It's a good one. Is there? My one is on. Um, I saw a link which said Robocop 1, 2, 3, and 4. So I clicked right. that on Amazon and it took me to a box set that had all of the uh, TV movie specials. Oh, brilliant. 1, 2, 3, and 4. So 1.0 out of 5 stars, avoid.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: But no, that's all run together pretty much in one. Uh, right. This is by Bob Fan. So he's either a fan of Bob Martin from the original movie or he's just a fan of Bob's in general. Yeah. Um, and this is on the 24th of April 2017, so it's pretty recent. So hi, Bob, okay. if you're keen on RoboCop. Be aware, this DVD feature is made-for-TV specials, not the RoboCop that was given a cinematic release. Right. Off, awful. You kind of ruined the the end of that by speaking over the only part of the... uh, The only only part that was non-factual and opinion was the word awful, which I said, under your breath. But but that's it. It's fine. One last thing, and this is an ender because it's actually from the end of the film as well. When Dick Jones falls to his death... Yeah. That reminds... So that is in hot competition with... The falling into lava scene from Alien Three. Okay. And the Hans. Hans uh Gruber from Die Hard uh yeah. de- death scene for bad optical effects from late eighties, nineties. Right. Um but the other thing is that the arms- What about the
0: Die what about the die Hard two ejector seat? That's probably the worst one ever done. I think that is the worst oh, one. Oh yeah, that is technically bad. that is the worst one, yeah.
1: Yes, I think you're right. Yeah, fine. But Bruce Willis doesn't have strangly long arms. <laughs> like, <laughs> Dick Jones looks like he's one of those guys from, you know, we made a game once where basically all the sides of tracks had like wavy arms guys around it. Oh, yeah. Air yeah, blowing yeah. through them. Like, yeah. basically, breezy hands guys. Yeah. He's just got these huge elongated forearms as he falls to his death. Right. (laughs) Do you know if they've made that Robocop statue yet?
0: Uh, I think it's in production still. Okay. That's going to be erected in Detroit after a Kickstarter fund. I think promoted by Peter Weller as well, Mm. was successfully funded and and now it's in production. I think that's going to be pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I'd go. I'd go to that. I'd do a uh, Detroit-Philadelphia sort of round trip, go check out um, the Rocky Steps Rocky Steps as well and then just the streets of Philadelphia listening to Bruce Springsteen as well yeah Uh, are we done here I'm certainly Uh, done I I think you are yeah good luck Frank okay Uh, if you'd like to hear more podcasts then you should go to the what I'm now calling the archive Um, is that what you call a place where you put all the different films in a cinema the reels of film and archive
0: i guess so yeah
1: so go back to the guys on film archive uh you can get all of the previous episodes which is more than 30 now i kind of of lost track um and check those out and subscribe uh and tell your friends all about it you can tell your friends all about it on facebook.com forward slash guys on film sharing all of the nice things that we put on there um yeah or to their face or actually not friends as well just go up to people you don't know and say listen to the guys on film podcast
0: like if you're in a toilet cubicle doing a one or a two or maybe a three then just whisper underneath the gap to the person next to you hey you know you could be doing what you're doing and you could be listening to some first class film banter
1: first class uh, yeah. you said it I didn't yeah I mean <laughs> uh, I am trying to upsell but you, your banter is always second class which does bring us down if you'd like to follow us on Instagram <laughs> or Twitter it's at GF Podcast and if you want to check out our website which we will be adding more content to uh, very soon guysonfilm.co.uk forward slash contact if you want to give us a shout but then just check out the rest of the website Yeah. and like we said at the top of the show the first person if you've got this far and you haven't done it yet what the hell are you doing but comment uh, on our Robocop promotion video. If he, uh, if you do one. And, uh, no, I will do one. And, um, yeah, basically you'll be on as the, you, the viewer of the next episode. Yeah. I didn't do one for the last one because there wasn't any good banter, really. <laughs> there I mean. was. There was loads. There was
0: loads, loads. There was. There was loads. <laughs> <laughs> That's it then. We're done. Bye. Bye. You have five seconds to comply.